Welcome to the Law of Attraction in Action podcast. My name is Michelle Joy, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm here to inspire you to live amazing lives through the Law of Attraction and help you see how powerful you really are. In this podcast, you'll hear interviews, and I will give you inspirational talks on my Monday session. So thank you so much for joining me, and happy manifesting! This show is sponsored by Victoria Johnson Coaching and Training Academy, home of Heal Your Life Teacher and Coach Training in Canada. I took her training a year ago and was blown away by how truly transformative it was. Not only do you get the tools that Louise Hay taught herself, but you will become certified with Victoria in a program that is authorized by Hay House and was approved by Louise Hay herself. Also, check out Victoria's number one bestseller, Do That and Then Some, Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough, which is now available on Amazon. Visit thetraining.ca for more information. That's T-H-E-T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G.ca. Thank you so much, and definitely check her out. Are you looking to start off your new year with a bang? Not only are we coming into a new year, we are coming into a new decade. That is why on January 1st at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, I'm hosting a free webcast called Ignite Your Life 2020, and I want you to be there. I'll be teaching you about vision boards and miracle boxes, as well as helping you come up with the powerful word of the year that will be divinely inspired through a powerful meditation I'll lead you all through. Are you ready to start off this year, this decade, right? Then join me on this powerful free webcast on January 1st. You have a wonderful life waiting for you. It's time to get out there and fully live your best life. For more information, go to michelle-joy.com backslash events. I can't wait to bring the new year in with you all and help you ignite your life in miraculous ways. Welcome to Love Attraction in Action. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. My name is Michelle Joy and I'm your host. And today I'm bringing to you amazing people from all walks of life, from all over the world, who are here to share their journey with you, to inspire you to see what a beautiful, wonderful life you can have by living in the Law of Attraction. Today's guest, she is just a beautiful woman. I just connected her with her just right before this call, and already I can tell I love her. But her name is Bryna Haynes, and she is an inspirational speaker, philosopher, waymaker, coach, retreat leader, as well as an award-winning best-selling author. She's also the creator of the Choose Your Evolution Project and considers herself an agent for quantum evolution. And I'm really excited to hear about that. Thank you so much for being here. 
I am so excited to be here, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. And you know, this is another one. My friend Laura Clark connected me to her. And so I know this is going to be a fantastic interview. How did you come into the law of attraction and how has it changed your life? Oh my goodness. That is a long story. I'm going to try to keep it a little bit short and sweet. So I discovered the law of attraction in my late teens and um, I, I started really looking into how I could train my mind to stay on the path that I wanted it to stay on because um, there's a lot of history of depression and other types of mental illness on both sides of my family. And I noticed um, in my late teens and early twenties that I was really susceptible to these dark spirals of thought and they were really paralyzing and I didn't want to, I knew there was a better way and I didn't want to live my life in that place. And so I started looking at, you know, how do I train my thoughts? How do I observe my thoughts? It was really, really basic at first. And what it did is it, it brought me to a solid ground, um, but I didn't pursue it to its fullest at that point in my life. It was like, okay, so I can stop myself when I'm going into a really big shame spiral. And then, you know, other than that, everything else I think is true. And uh, I was just sort of accepting that, that my thoughts were, were true. Um, How did you have I any awareness? How did you have any awareness of that age? Did someone like tell you like about your thoughts? Cause at that age, I knew nothing about this stuff. So how did well, you Well, I actually, I started researching uh, Wicca and pagan religions and oh. how, and that was sort of my gateway into manifestation. So um, I knew that traditional religion was not for me. I started researching many different paths. Uh, that was the one I gravitated toward at that point in my life. And it was, it was this, this understanding that if we can focus our will, that we can send energy in the direction of something. And um, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think that, um, you know, in the traditional uh, sort of beliefs around um, druidic uh, practices or Wiccan practices that like we make things happen, quote unquote, I believe that we can send energy in the direction of something. And so once I discovered that, I, I could see immediately that when I went into these deep thought spirals of, you know, the whole world is against me, nobody likes me, I'm worthless, blah, 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 you know, the things that we, we hear in our heads over and over, I could say, I, I'm not going to put my will into that. Uh -huh. And that was sort of the gateway for me. And then in my early 20s, I, um, I joined a, a small spiritual community um, in Rhode Island where I live. I learned to read tarot from a master. I started researching multiple different spiritual paths. Um, and the more I sort of dove into that, the more this understanding opened up to me that I have more control over my reality than I am exercising. And at the time I was in a really unhealthy relationship, which, you know, no matter what type of unhealthy relationship we're in, the result often is that we feel very powerless. Uh -huh. um, and, uh, and so what it was really when I started practicing yoga and when I was about 26, that I, I was literally putting myself in massive discomfort in these scorching hot yoga classes every day um, and learning that I could 
be with the discomfort and come out the other side that I didn't have to just shut it down. Cause that was what I'd been doing up until that point. It's like, Oh, don't go that direction. Shut it down. Don't explore it. Don't see what it has to tell you. Just shut it down. And this physical expression of practicing yoga helped me actually be in discomfort a little bit more. And that was when I really started to get the juicy information. Um, within the next five years, I had left that unhealthy relationship. I had moved numerous times. Uh, I got my yoga teaching certification. I started teaching yoga philosophy. I started doing deep dives into um, Eastern thought and all of those practices. And at the same time, I started um, my freelance writing business, which I worked in up until about two years ago. And, um, and I immediately fell into like magic. I totally manifested this, um, working with authors of inspirational books. And uh -huh. so within a year I had, um, connected with an amazing book coach named Lisa Tenner, who was referring me clients at that point. She really displayed so much trust in me as a new writer and editor. Um, and also with Linda Joy, who's the founder of Aspire Magazine and the creator of Inspired Living Publishing. And by 2010, I had become her chief editor. So my entire life now was personal development. And boy, did I need it. <laughs> so, uh <-huh. laughs> so um, and then you know, being out of, again, that unhealthy relationship, coming into this work where I was consistently immersed in personal development. And I tell you, I'm a slow learner because there was still something that didn't click about mm -hmm. the law of attraction, about how I create my reality. It was like, I accepted that I created my reality up to a certain point, but that there were things over which I just didn't have any jurisdiction. And um, I can see now that really it was all stemming from my, my tendency to project into the future when I was working on manifestation. And so what I would say is I'm calling in all of this abundance. I'm calling in this, this sense of purpose. I'm calling in all of that. And I would do the visualization. But then I would just go back and, and show up in my life in the usual way that I was showing up. Uh -huh. Which and was like, what was that? Which was just, you know, um, being present, being mindful, rolling with the punches, but not changing any of my day-to-day -day habits. Uh -huh. So it's, you know, it was, it, it, and it, what the result for me, because I have and been working on this whole uh, deep ingrained belief of I'm not enough, you know, so many of us have that I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, right? If you have one of those deep ingrained beliefs, you can sit with the manifestation practice all you want. But if that underlying belief is humming that note underneath the rest of your day and you're operating according to it, all that visualization ain't gonna do anything. Yeah. And so at least that was the result for me. It was a good practice to do the visualization. It helped me get clear on what I want. But the way I was being in my life was not consistent with what I said I wanted. I think this is a great conversation because I think that, you know, everyone said struggles. A lot of people struggle with manifestation. Some people have no problem at all. They're like, boom, they say it, it happens. And other people struggle. And then they go, what's wrong with me? I'm not doing it right. Why am I not doing right? And 
you know, and I just did a podcast um, interview where we talked about the inner child work and our inner child is going to wreak havoc in our life. And, and so much of what we are doing is based on 95% of our subconscious mind that is ingrained in us when we're children. And so is that from your experience, maybe what was holding you back is more of the inner child stuff? Uh, to a point, I don't, I don't necessarily um, frame it that way when I talk okay. about it, but that's exactly what it is because our subconscious is, is running 95% of the show, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's how we see ourselves from moment to moment that determines what we get back as our reality. Not the five minutes a day we spend visualizing. It's how we see ourselves from moment to moment. And so for me, when I was doing my manifestation practice, some things would show up immediately. Like I'd be like, oh, you know, I really want a pair of, I don't know, like fry boots or something. And someone would gift them to me or like uh -huh. I'd find them at Salvation Army or something, you know, and they'd just be there like within moments almost. But when it came to the things that were really important to yes. me, the things that I had internalized as being part of my purpose and my work in the world. That's the stuff that always felt so far away. Yes. And the reason for it was that I was not showing up in my day to day it, as a person who could actually receive the things I said I wanted. So uh -huh. it's one thing to say you want a million dollar business, but if you show up to your desk every day as an overwhelmed solopreneur, guess what you're going to be? If you yes. say you want a loving relationship, but you're completely unwilling to be vulnerable, guess what's going to happen? Oh, yes. You can't, you cannot say that you want something and then spend 95% of your time being the opposite. I love that. And, this and is so good. I love this. So yes. it's so good when we finally, when that finally clicks. And for me, um, and you know, there's no guilt or shame around this. What we right. don't know what we don't know. Right. And so for me, this lack of ability to manifest what I said I wanted all fed back into my belief that I was not enough. Mm. And I, I came back to all that spiritual talk about, well, maybe the universe has different plans for me. And uh, you know, maybe, maybe that's just not my path. This thing that I want more than anything else, maybe that's just really not my path. Maybe, uh -huh. you know, maybe the universe has different plans for me. Like when yes. one doubt, blame it on the universe, right? Yes. <laughs> so. Oh, I've been there, done that. Been there, done that. Yes. Uh-huh. But, uh -huh. um, but, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza and Greg Braden and, uh -huh. and some of these great teachers around this, this new material of neuroscience and quantum physics, they talk about this beautifully. And, and I've started really doing a lot of research into this as well. And so what I've come to the conclusion of, and, you know, it's a little bit different for everybody. We have to frame it in a way that our minds can accept. And this was mm -hmm. it for me. Mm -hmm. Our universe is composed of possibilities and when we are being a certain way in our lives we are either opening the door or closing it on various sets of possibilities mm -hmm. did i you know did i create quote unquote being in an unhealthy and emotionally abusive relationship not deliberately mm -hmm. but the way that i saw myself and the way i showed up every day allowed that as a possibility and it came into my life doesn't mm -hmm. always happen we don't ask for it, but for me, that was the truth. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that some things are completely, we don't get to know why they happen and we don't have to take responsibility for them. So if anyone listening has suffered trauma or abuse or anything, I don't want to imply 
that somehow you blindly created that and you right. need to own it right. now. Um, because that's not the case. I know that it was the case for me because I can definitely trace back what my beliefs were and what how the circumstances showed up. I can see the law of attraction and action for me. Mm-hmm. Not everybody gets that, honestly, that privilege to be able to have that clarity. And I take ownership of what I created, mm-hmm. but I don't think that there's always an ownership. I think sometimes it's just something that happens. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so but I think I it's always an opportunity. Super clear about that. Yeah, yeah. I think, but I think yeah. it's also an opportunity when I always love the mirror idea of, of everybody's mirroring back to us, something within us that needs to heal. So it's not, it's not a bad thing. Yes, but people go through some traumatic situations and they don't deserve it. I, yeah, me too. I want to be very clear. They don't deserve it. But it's also an opportunity to come to that place of self-love and self-healing. And, and how can you really nurture your soul and your body? And because what happens when you do that, you do start attracting better situations. So that in itself is a powerful thing to know that these people, these, these situations, and it doesn't have to be the extreme of abuse, but it can just be anything that's like this. Like I kept attracting men who were selfish. Like, why am I, cause I'm not a selfish person. I'm like, what, what, what's happening here? But I was ignored as a child. I was used to being ignored. So it, I realized my comfort was being with men who were selfish because they ignored me. And that was my comfort zone. So it was information for me to no longer attract selfish men. And once I realized that, I no longer attracted them. So I think it is, it's good to look at it, to really look at it. So people are being abused. You know, I don't want them to feel bad that they deserve it. They don't, but also look at themselves and say, what in me needs to heal? And that's the gift. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, we do have higher selves. There is, there are planes that we exist on that we cannot perceive with our human minds, that we cannot inhabit with our human bodies. I truly believe that. And we don't always get to know Mm -hmm. what we can look at though. And what we always do have control over is how we see ourselves and how we choose to show up in our lives. And so regardless of what you've been through and what's happened, what you can do and the helpful self-reflection is how has this influenced who I'm being right now? Mm-hmm. And is the version of me that I'm being compatible with what I say I want? There you go. Right yes. there. Yeah. Right there. So, can you say that one more time? Because that was so good. If you can remember, it is so it is, good. I know it, it always comes out a little bit differently, right? So, um, so who am I being in this moment? And is uh-huh. the version of me that I'm being right now compatible with what I say I want? Yes. So in a way... Yes. It Mm -hmm. sort of circumvents, like when we look at the neuroscience of it, right? When we look Mm -hmm. at how much the subconscious mind plays into everything that we do, the first thing that we do to open that trap door to the subconscious mind is is just self-observation. And self-observation without judgment is really, has been the key for me. Yes. Okay. So, so it doesn't really matter why I'm being this way. I don't have to tell myself the story of all the things that I went through that contributed to me being this way. And I'm going to blame this person and blame that person. It's not about that. How Mm -hmm. am I being in my life right now? And what's the difference between that and how I want to be or Mm -hmm. how I need to be in order to attract the things that I want? 
So some of the, the people that I've known who have manifested incredible things, they started being the version of themselves who could have those things before yes. the things came. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, if, if I, if I want to be successful, how do I show up every single day as successful and then reinforce, this is the neuroscience piece, right? We reinforce to ourselves and our subconscious mm -hmm. minds. I'm doing this uncomfortable thing. I'm showing up this way because I am successful or because I am a person who has X, Y, Z, right? Mm -hmm. You want a million dollar business, go out and network like you're a million dollar business owner, show yes. up that way, own the room that way. And then when you get really uncomfortable and your brain starts telling you all the reasons why you shouldn't be doing this, you stop and you say, no, I'm doing this because I have a million dollar business and your brain yes. will go, oh, okay, that makes sense. Right. Yes. The inner voice yes. is like, oh, oh, okay. All right. And if you do that enough, then the inner dialogue shifts. But there's, yes. there's a pathway to that through the state of being that I think is missing from so many law of attraction teachings. It's not just what you think when you're paying attention. It's mm -hmm. the choices that you make every minute of every day. Do you pick up the phone or do you hide? Yeah. Do you go to that meeting and shine or do you hide in the corner? Yeah. Do you open yourself up to this person you love or do you keep saying, I'm fine? Do you, yeah. Yeah. you know, do you keep um, telling yourself a story about how you don't have enough money to hire someone in your business? Or do you find a way to make it possible so that you can grow, right? Little mm -hmm. things, little things every single day. And when you start being the person who can have what you want, that's when it comes. That's yes. the law of attraction and action. Yes. Your vibration is finally aligned with what it is you say you want. You know, and so I have to sit... Well, I have to say real quick, my, my sweetie is a perfect example. So I just want to plop this in because this is a real life experience that I, when I first met my sweetie, my soulmate, he, um, he came to my group. I, I used to teach um, in a local group in Law of Attraction in Portland, and he came to my group. And he dressed so nice that when we actually had coffee, I met him at his building. I swear he owned the whole building. There was a really nice car outside. He owned the car. My, how I saw him, because he dressed really nice, he presented himself really nice. I was very intimidated by him. He had the personification of a very successful million-dollar company. But when I got to know him, he actually was um, an entrepreneur for three years and had no money, was massive debt, and was renting an office space that he couldn't even afford. But Longer the shortest, he just kept going, he kept showing up. He, everything you're saying, he did, and now he is a million dollar company. It has worked out. So, what you're saying is totally true because he, and another thing I want to mention here is he's not perfect. He's had many days where that negative thought tape came back. It happens, it comes. And so, I tell people that is to inspire them to know you don't have to be perfect in this work, but doing it daily. You know, have you ever heard of the book, The Slight Edge? Mm -hmm. um, it's facing the author, but it's about doing something every day, every day, going in the right direction. So anyway, I just wanted to interject yeah. that story because what you're saying is absolutely true. Absolutely true. And I feel like to me anyway, when it comes to my manifestation practice, I tend to be a really cerebral person. I'm in my head a lot, but <laughs> I mean, I can talk myself into or out of just about anything, right? If I try hard enough. Um, but where the difference is made for me is in the action piece. It's the small yes. daily actions yes. Yes. that are uncomfortable because they're not in my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. um, 
those are the things that push me toward my evolution. So it's not a, necessarily about policing my thoughts to the point where I, I shut the door on those thought spirals. Sometimes I actually do go there, you know, okay, mm -hmm. what if it's true? What if mm -hmm. it's true? What if, what if everything is falling apart? What if, um, what if nobody likes you? What if, mm -hmm. uh, what if this is all a big mistake? What then? Will it change mm -hmm. the way I feel about what I'm doing? And the mm -hmm. answer always strengthens me. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what, that's where we find purpose, right? If mm -hmm. everything else fell apart, would I still do what I'm doing? Would I still say what I'm saying? Would I still be oh, excited I to talk? And the yes. answer is always yes, even if it all fell apart. And yeah. um, so sometimes I actually do go down that rabbit hole because that's where I find my strength. Now I have the tools to make uh. it useful. Um, and I set a time limit on it. Like Brian, you have 20 minutes to have a pity party right now. And then you got to get up and get back to work. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. But, but it's the, it's the small daily actions. And it's in those moments of action that we prove to ourselves that we are the version of ourselves who can have what we want or not. Yes. So, you know, I got to pick up the phone and make a cold call. Oh God, I'm a, you know, I'm an introvert. I hate cold calling. Right. I don't, uh -huh. I don't enjoy that. It doesn't feel good to me. I'm always nervous. Um, the difference between who I'm being in this moment, who wants to be like, Oh, I'll do that tomorrow when I feel like it. And the, the version of me who actually picks up the phone is the version of me who has what I want and the version of me who doesn't. Right. And, right. Um, and it's those actions that reinforce our subconscious patterning or they break it. Because yeah. if I do that enough times, three or four times really is all it takes. If I do that three or four times, my brain will start to accept that I am the kind of person who can do this. You know, and if you've heard of Mel Robbins. Little actions, yeah. yeah. Yeah, have you heard of Mel Robbins, the five second rule? Absolutely, yeah. So I, it was I know. work that actually started me yes. researching the neuroscience of action. Is it? Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant yeah, because she, what she says, she's like, she's like, we will not, be motivated. We, we don't have motivation, but what you have five seconds, you get so inspired, you better act in those five seconds because if you don't, you will lose motivation and you won't do it. But if you make it a rule, that five second rule and you do it, your life will be amazing. And I noticed when I just did an event recently and it was an amazing event, but it was hard building up to that. It was a lot of work and I, all those negative tapes came in and all these fears and everything you're talking about hit me hard. And I'm like, what am I doing? But I pushed through it and my co-facilitator, Victoria Johnson, we both pushed through it. And when we did it, it was an amazing event. We we're both so glad we pushed through it. So you know, and it helped having a co-facilitator because neither of us could back out, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, point, the point is like, you know, those hard things, you know, we don't want to do them, but sometimes you have to. And then when you do it, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I did it. Why else do people climb Mount Everett? Like, it's kind of stupid, I think, to go up there and be, you know, deprived of air and be freezing cold. But people do it because they know when they accomplish something hard, they feel so good. So that's Absolutely. another motivating factor for me is how good I feel when I accomplish something hard. And this is how we hack our subconscious through action, right? Because what our subconscious is, is our comfort zone and yeah. all of the dialogues and stories that exist there. And when we do something to push ourselves outside of it and we do it consistently enough and we actually tell ourselves why we're doing it, you know, I, I'm making this call because I am a person who owns what she's doing and is proud mm -hmm. of it and is not intimidated by other people's judgment or whatever it is, right? Whatever your story mm -hmm. is, you take the action that contradicts it and you tell yourself why. And eventually 
honestly, with 72 hours of consistent practice, that's the, that's the data on the reticular activating system, which is our mental like filtration system. Uh -huh. 72 hours of consistent practice, you will create new neural pathways. And then it's a question of reinforcing them long enough for it to become habit. Your comfort zone is what's keeping you stuck. Yes. And so, and so if you change that little by little, tiny baby steps, mm -hmm. little things that you can do every day that are just a little bit different, that aren't going to like blow up your whole world or burn all your bridges, make the call when you normally wouldn't. Go to the mm -hmm. meeting when you would normally stay mm -hmm. home. Um, you know, start working on your, on your business instead of binging Netflix. Not that there's right. anything wrong with binging Netflix. Believe me, I'm having a love affair with black oh, right now. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but if you really want it, put your time and energy into it, even yeah. though it's not the thing that you want to do. And when you do that consistently and you create those new neural pathways, it only takes a couple of days then it just gets easier and yes. easier and easier to stick with it. But you have to push through that discomfort first. And yeah. so when it comes to law of attraction, right? Everybody talks about vibration, right? Mm -hmm. What does that even mean, right? Like it, so many people are like, I, I don't get the vibration thing, right? Mm -hmm. It just, we are electromagnetic creatures. Mm -hmm. Our brains are electric, our hearts are magnetic, and together they create an electromagnetic field, right? And we all know what an electromagnetic field is and that it can be measured. Mm -hmm. And the vibration of your electromagnetic field is what interacts. It's outside your body, right? It interacts with all the people and things and space around you. And that is how we broadcast to the universe. Mm -hmm. And so it's not the five minutes we spend visualizing every day. That's important because it hones our brains to what we need to pay attention to. But it's not the only thing that's going to create yes. this yes. cycle with the law of attraction. We have to be the versions of ourselves who can hold that vision. And mm -hmm. if we don't already have what we want, there's a two degree shift that needs to be made there. There's some way of being that we need to shift in order to fully align with what we want. And so the people that you see effortless, effortlessly manifesting and we're like, oh my God, why can't I do that? Or why does she have this thing? Why is it so easy for her? It's not a question of deserving. It's not mm -hmm. a question of value. Right. It's a question of showing up in a way that matches what we want. Right. And until we're willing to do that, we're always going to feel like everything's two steps away. Right. And it's just a practice. It's a daily practice. Like meditation's a practice. This is all a practice. And doing it every day, like you and I have been doing every day, we're both having lots of success in our life. And it's hoping to inspire everybody else to just do this every day. And get those books. It's Jeff Olson. I remembered his name for Slight Edge and Mel Robbins for uh, – five second rule. They're both amazing. Um, and do you, you have a book as well. What's your book? Um, actually I, I am working on a book. Um, oh, got it. And I, yes, I am working on a book titled quantum evolution. It will be out sometime in the next 18 months. I don't Yay. Know. I love um, it. Well, it's good to plug that right now, but you're, you know, you, you're an author. You are, you're, you're, it's happened. And that's the energy that I feel from you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I have written books previously, but they were related to my previous career as a book coach. Oh, so uh, if you, if you, if you Google me, you'll probably come up with a book called the art of inspiration, which is basically like me coaching the stuff, but through a publishing lens. So uh -huh. if you're interested, you can check that out. That book is uh -huh. still available. Uh -huh. um, but but it, what else it, do you have to have to offer though? I want people to be able to reach out to you. 
Absolutely. So you can find me on the web at brianahaines.com and you can download my morning questions for manifestors worksheet. So if you have a morning practice, this, these are super simple five minute journaling prompts to connect you with the energy of what you want and who you're becoming and train your brain to prioritize those things for the rest of the day. So there's a little bit of um, explanation in there as to how it works. I have a few journaling prompts that you can work with every day and uh, it's free on my website. Just download it. Awesome. I love it. And did you tell me your website? It's brinahaines.com. Awesome. Well, Brian, thank you so much for being on the show. This is a wealth of information and I, we can't get enough of this. There's just, because our brains are not trained this way from birth, maybe, maybe it was at birth and we forgot it all, but the point is that we need to remember, we need to hear, we need to practice, we need to remember, we need to hear, we need to practice. <laughs> but and we all need that, you know. We all do. We I, all do. I, I spent a lot of time waiting for that point when I would arrive and it's not, it's not coming in this lifetime. And it's a great thing because otherwise we would have no, no propulsion. Right? Oh, absolutely. So. And it, it's more about the journey. And that's the thing I teach is follow your joy, be in the journey now, enjoy life now. And then life, it just gets miraculous. So that's the, my standpoint, but I love, I love this whole conversation. So thank you so much for being on my show. And thank you and, so much for having me. Yes. And thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. And if you want to be on my show, I'd love to hear from you. Just go to michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And I hope you all have a wonderful day and happy manifesting. Thank you again for listening and joining me on my podcast. If you want to learn more about me, please go to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And on there, I have lots of goodies, including guided meditations and inspirational posts and blogs. And of course, I'm here to help you as your coach. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.